for a <clears throat> few brief moments, we'll look into Ephesians chapter 5. A few thoughts here in the Christian and his behavior. We're looking at this wonderful truth of the indwelling spirit, how, cha- how he changes our life, how we are filled with the spirit and how we are to be thrilled in the spirit as we look at this point here and then how we are to be skilled in the spirit and we may get there tonight in verse 21. So looking chapter 5 verse 18 just reading them verses again. Be not drunk with wine in which is excess but be filled with the spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. And so we have this portion here, how to be filled with the Spirit, and how to be thrilled in the Spirit. Um, Last week we looked at speaking to yourselves in Psalms. That's what we got to when we went to the Psalms, and we went through a lot of the psalms just mentioning them that we know have been put to music, different psalms that we sing. And uh, they weren't sung like we sing it back there in Israel. They'll sing them very differently. But uh, we can certainly be filled with the Spirit and singing. <clears throat> we chose Joyful, Joyful to start with 38 and cross the page 39 that we sung. This is my Father's world. As we look around in the world... Is there any reminder or do you hear things singing? You've been outside today? Birds, birds okay, thank you. There's a bird singing. I like the uh, I like the blackbird when old male blackbird's crowing in the tree and Mrs Blackbird's sitting on the eggs. He, he goes on for quite a time, but I don't like blackbirds i like his song <laughs> because they're pretty devastating they'd every worm they can find and uh knock things around because they weren't they're not they're not natural here okay <laughs> but the the other birds they they do sing and we had a in our at our place we had a pet magpie and we taught him to sing we had a pet crow we split the tongue of one of them to make him sing better i don't know how we did it but anyway that, that, that's what and and they weren't in a cage they were free to fly and come and go as they wish but um <clears throat> the singing the, the birds sing what else sings maybe look at that song <laughs> Pe- hopefully <laughs> people sing and christians can yes we had a magpie that we sought to say hello okay Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. The cockatoo does. They do that well. They they talk. Yeah. John, John Eacock had a, uh, a pet budgie that used to say, "Jesus saves, Jesus saves, praise the Lord." <laughs> <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> so this, yeah, you can have, have all these creatures. There's an article in the latest Creation magazine there about. I don't know if you've read it about you know you know don't call someone a bird brain you might be giving them a compl- giving them a compliment because <laughs> they can pick paintings done by a certain individual or not by an individual I don't know how they fi- that you I can give you the article if you don't believe me and they can p- 
pick Picasso and uh, they can pick other painters and, and they know who, which one, which one's which. And I don't, don't know how. That, yes. Wales. Yep. In the ocean, they do. They got their, their song, haven't they? And it travels through for a long, long way. Dolphins click. <laughs> um, the wind. The wind, well, it has to whistle through something, but uh, it makes a sound. And if, you, if we could hear all the range of hearing, we could hear a lot more things too. Yeah, that, that God has made, and the, the stars, the st it says in Scripture, the stars sing. And so, you see, God has made, he, he is a God of song, and he has made things that sing. And we sing, we've got the ability to, to speak, to reason, to put things together as songs as we have them. So we have a great privilege to do that. And we can sing in psalms. And the next one that we have there is hymns. Hymns. Um, <clears throat> let's pray before we look at a few of these thoughts. Thank you, Lord, that you have made us with minds, hearts, mouths, bodies that can express praise back to you and give you praise for who you are and what you've done. And Lord, it's something that we will be doing if we're believers for eternity. We will be our singing people and the host of heaven will sing on throughout eternity and the heavens shall ring at the sound of the singing of the saints. What a blessed thought to be there. There will, will not be the worldly songs. There'll be no worldly words. It'll be praise to our God and thanks to his name. Lord, we do look forward to that time. In the meantime, may we learn to sing down here, despite the circumstances. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> hymns. You've got your hymn book. We have hymn books. From page, or, or hymn one, <clears throat> through to about 80, 80, I think it is. Yep. 82. You've got hymns of worship. It's, they're called at the top here. And this is usually exalting, these hymns are exalting the Lord. For Sunday morning services, I get the choice. Not that I want to, but I do do because it, I can relate it to the sermon that's being prepared. And if you prepare a sermon, you get the choice. <laughs> if you want hymns that go along and if you're going to sing in worshiping god there's a sermon about that you can go to the front here but often you'll notice that in the morning service we'll start with a song of worship that is the song praising god as i choose try to choose from the first 80 but if i was to say preach on the family where would you go you see there's hymns that have been put together in our hymn books It's in the back of the, yeah, it's near the back of the book. 525, is it? 521? There's, there's, there's not many. So if you want to write a hymn of thanks to the Lord about our families, there's a good place to start because there's not a lot in, in the hymn book we've got anyway. <clears throat> about giving thanks to the, to the Lord. What about if you wanted to, and you should be familiar with this, <laughs> the Lord's coming. 
Is there a certain section of our hymn books that have that? And thank him for his, his promise to come again. Coming again, coming again. Actually, there's two sections. There's one section in the back and one section in the front, about 156, about his coming and um, about and the other section about heaven, but they they could be sung for either either situation or a sermon like that. When he cometh, when he cometh, is that one in there with the children? The children's songs probably in that group. And so the people have done a lot of work to get our hymn books as they are. Uh, <clears throat> there are songs that deal with God, His might, His majesty, and His greatness. Basically, in the first part of our hymn book, there are hymn writers. Who are the hymn writers that you are familiar with? <laughs> yes. David. Say. David. Da uh, okay. He he was with the last guy, last week, the Psalms. Yep. He wrote the Psalms. Good on you. <laughs> he was a songwriter. Yes. Cro yes, Fanny Crosby. How many hymns did she write? Thousands. Was it? Uh, someone said it the other day. There's three things. Yeah, this is maybe even stolen. Yes. Uh, Sankey. Sankey, yeah, okay. Well, now you started me. Well, now we go to the next section. <laughs> Who was raised on Sankey? One. Who was raised on Alexandra? Yes, okay. So, what church was that? What denomination? Methodist. Methodist. Mm. Baptist. Baptist, okay. Oh, that one fell apart. <laughs> oh, they're all the books about. <clears throat> how, how many hymns you reckon is in this one? How many have we got in our hymn book? Just over 540? 1,200. <laughs> so it's like fine pages and no, no music. It's just the words. So, and these were people in those days when, oh, they must have had good glasses <laughs> to, to be able to read them, but we know very few of the songs that have been written and sung by the saints. When you think of it, there's a few out of this that would be in this, in our, in our hymn book. But does, does them, the later, like with... In line with the great hymns of the faith, this majesty ones, and they've got about the same amount. I think there's 500 or so in that. About 600. 600 and almost 50. 650. And here's another one. <coughs> Soul stirring hymns. That's probably the one we used at our house more than others because we got um, sort of the Lord, which is. Uh, was a magazine to put out from America by John Rice. And so you might be familiar with that. And then they compiled different hymns, but this, this, and that, that one there, are very similar in their content. Here's at home too. And this is number three. And they have around 500 in that one, in number three. So if you add the others up, they're probably equal amount. And so there's thousands and thousands of hymns. And the trouble is what we tend to do is sing hymns and praises that we know. 
and it is a sort of bit off-putting when you when the parole song leader's up here and someone chooses like Mrs. Kemper chooses a, a song we don't know. The pianist is <laughs> sweating, and <laughs> now I've got to play this, and everyone's going to be listening to me because they're not going to sing loud. And <laughs> isn't that right? <laughs> and I don't know it either. But it is hard, but it is good. And when we hear one and we know it, we should pick on it again. I mean, pick it on Sunday night. And so we learn something. It's, you see, you're learning doctrine. You're learning biblical truth. Your children are picking up these things without knowing it. They've got a song in their heart, in their, well, in their head, and it goes to their heart. These hymns and spiritual songs, songs of assurance, in our hymn book, there from 257 to 283, Peace and Comfort, 284 to 289, uh, <clears throat> Guidance and Care, 290 to 300, Aspiration, and, and <clears throat> in the back of our hymn book, you've got a more detailed, it divides up into different groups. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, just won't come out tonight. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> hymns are excellent means, as I've mentioned, to teach the truth of God's word. And in Sunday school, there's a favourite <laughs> that some of some pick on, and that's obedience. I think it was on Sunday night. Tony thought we were going there, but it was it was, it was number three. It was just just a bit a bit further away. <clears throat> Songs and solos. There's more. You know when most of these hymns and songs were written? In the what we call the Philadelphian period. When the church was missionary minded, when the church was going out, when there was a lot of things like that. And, and you, sometimes you, as you, you and I look at it, we think, well, everything that could be written has been written. There's no sense me trying. <laughs> Not if God moves you by his spirit, filled with, filled with the spirit, reading the word of God, experiencing life, and often a song will come that will be a, a real blessing to other people from your experience. And sometimes, many times, it's hard experiences that the song comes from. Yeah, not happy times as far as the body is concerned. Sad times. So, hymns and spiritual songs there. <clears throat> and we read, go back into the text there in verse 20. Making a melody... In your heart to the Lord. Which is the line, which is the melody line in our songs? I think I got this right. I did do music for four years. <laughs> and then it ran away from me. <laughs> Top line. And that's the one <clears throat> that we sing as a congregation. That's the one we try to follow. And, and if you're a fellow user, you can get to knock it down an octave because you can't reach up there anyway so you need to do to learn to do that you know what that means take it down eight notes it, it you stay in tune okay if you're going to do it stay in tune but go down there and and sing joyfully unto the lord some people say well i just make a joyful noise <laughs> this is we say some people can't hold a, a a melody in a biscuit tin or whatever whatever they say. But we are to sing from our hearts to the Lord. And the Lord knows, doesn't he? And he does give us different abilities. 
And aren't you glad that God gives gifts to people that can sing, that have got the physical makeup and the ability to sing and to, to hold a tune? I'm talking about this last week to someone out, out the door that when you have somebody that's trained to sing uh, the melody line, the, the soprano, what's the next one? Alto and tenor and then bass. If, if they've learned to sing that, in the congregation, they can just go off and sing it. Now, you have to be pretty good to do that, <laughs> to pick it on the piano, because there's four notes being usually played at once, and you have to pick where you are and follow that line, because only the melody line will do what we normally do. The rest of them will go somewhere else. <laughs> but they'll all harmonise together. And the study on music is a, an excellent thought, because it's to do with math mathematics, and it's the music, and it all comes together. God has made it so. Um, <clears throat> verse 20, making a mel in your heart to die. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here it says, all things. Are we to give thanks when things go wrong? Just inferring a moment ago that a lot of hymns and songs have been put together when things have gone horribly wrong. And a song comes in its season. <laughs> when injustice comes, when death or sickness enters, when loved ones go astray. Can we sing in the hard times? We mentioned last week there were a couple of men that did. Paul and Silas in prison, beaten, whipped, thrown into the jail, singing at midnight. And uh, the earthquake and then the release from the jail and the salvation of the jailer. Uh, one reason the church today is weak is that it's forgotten to sing and how to sing. Often we make Christianity dull and dreary. <laughs> we had a man, and I can't remember his name, way back in at Calvary about 50 years ago, and he'd always pick the slowest song in the hymn book. And it seems he was in collusion with the pianist who played it slower. And uh, <laughs> us young people weren't impressed. I know what you think, young people. <laughs> but um, we, we sing it here, and we sing it about twice to three times the at, at Calvary. Mr. Couch didn't do anything about it. I mean, neither, neither did we. We were the young people. But if we turn them into drudgery, if we stick to the time, the time that they're written in, it'll be played joyfully, not drudgily, if that's a word. You know, the world reacts as did a man who was offered a tract by a sour-faced Christian. The man looked at the Christian's face and said, no thanks, I've got enough trouble of my own <laughs> without taking something from you. Let's get back to being joyful in the Lord. Joyful in the Lord. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> little Max. See? <laughs> Whenever you see Max, what is he doing? Smiling. Is he always that, like that at home? Oh. 
Most of the time he is. <laughs> he proved it at camp last year, I think. <laughs> Did he not, if you were at junior camp? <laughs> and so, <clears throat> a joyful heart. It attracts people. It draws people to you. You know, what have, what have they got? You know, how can they be like that? Even in difficult times. It says, giving thanks always. You know, a person who thinks the world owes them a living is never a thankful person, you know, and not a joyful person. He or she thinks he's doing others a favour by let, <laughs> making them or letting them serve him. And I and have found over the years that if the more you give to a person that's an unhappy person that thinks the world owes them a living, the more they want for nothing. It's a sad situation that a soul can get into a place like that. Christians, we shouldn't be there at all. We should be willing and gladly serving. As the Lord served, he said, do as I have done. If you want to be happy, it's in John, about chapter 13, isn't it? There, take the towel, gird yourself and serve other people. It'll bring you joy. Now, their reaction or their attitude toward you when you're serving and ministering is up to them and between them and God. And pray to God that they learn because what Jesus did it to the disciples for, you do what I've done. I've just taught you something. And it was right at the end of his ministry, the last few days of his life, that he taught them this is true Christ-likeness. Having a happy, joyful heart, serving the Lord. Giving thanks Always, always, <clears throat> let us be grateful and glad as we acknowledge God as our Saviour. He's given us every good and perfect gift, James 1.17. In John chapter 12, gratitude fills the house with the smell of the alabaster box, doesn't it? <laughs> she joyfully gave that very dear ointment and fragrance filled the house. And when you have a person like that around, fragrance fills the house. Their joy radiates and is contagious to others there. Um, <clears throat> now, in all things, the other things that happen, the bad things that happen in life. Just before we go there, let's look at a few... Verses here, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 16. <clears throat> Paul said this, and pick up what he's saying over and over again in these verses we look at. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What was he doing to other, for other people? Giving thanks for them. Let's thank God for each other. And we might start appreciating each other more. There's not a whole lot of us around, you know. We're a bit of a rare breed, Christians are. And, and as Brother Frank, and I think he, he said it on Sunday, I said, what percentage of people are saved are true believers in the world? He said, probably 1%. So there's not a whole lot of people around that have the joy of the Lord. Let's give thanks for one another. And it was similar in the, in the early Testament, in New Testament times too. Chapter 5 of Ephesians and verse 4. <clears throat> Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Jesting is not giving of thanks. Fooling around is not giving thanks, because it's separate from the giving of thanks. Let's rather um, 
do that which is giving thanks. You know, when we ask, when we ask for prayer, um, petitions, what most times are we doing? Asking for something to be given. When God likes to hear our praise and giving thanks. So try to think of something before we have our prayer time where we can say, I give thanks for. And um, <clears throat> Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3, just over in Colossians. It says, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. So Paul, uh, giving thanks was often for other people. Giving thanks always. Verse 12 of the same chapter. Giving thanks unto the Father who hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Giving thanks to God that we've got a, a home to go to, a, a place prepared for us in heaven. Giving thanks for that. Chapter 2 and verse 7 of Colossians. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding, abounding with thanksgiving to the Lord for what he has done. When, when everything's going wrong, think of, think of some things. <laughs> Start writing them down maybe that you can give thanks for or that we can give thanks for. Chapter 3 and verse 17 of Colossians. We read there, And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So we, as we pray, we pray in the power of the Spirit through the Son to the Father. <clears throat> as it's there, giving thanks to God and the Father by him, by him, the Lord Jesus. Chapter 4 and verse 2. This is just two of these books where the word thanks is given. 4 verse 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving in prayer giving thanks giving thanks let's go to a couple of portions that in all things we give thanks chapter 4 of 1st Corinthians <clears throat> we just read about six points one six verses maybe seven or eight where Paul gave thanks <clears throat> now let's see some of the things he's going through <laughs> Chapter four, the first Corinthians verse nine. I think I think <clears throat> for I think that God has set forth us, the apostles last, as it were appointed to death, for we are made a spectacle unto the world and to the and to angels and to men. Who said that on Sunday? <coughs> Looking on. Was that Troy made that? It wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah, in Sunday school. The, the angels are looking on. Peeking in. Was well, that last night? Oh, well, that's why it's fresh in my memory. <laughs> the angels are peeking in. <laughs> um, there's two, there's three groups. I might be on a quiz question, <laughs> but they're, they're looking. A spectacle to the world. The world is peeking in, and 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 men <clears throat> spectacles. We are fools for Christ's sake. But ye are wise in Christ. Paul's having a bit of a dig at him here. <laughs> we are weak, he said. If you really knew Paul, you were strong in the Lord. But ye are strong. Ye are honourable. But we are despised. Even unto this present hour, we hunger, thirst, are naked, are buffeted, have no certain dwelling place, didn't have a house, uh, and labour, working with our own hands, stitch and tents, 
Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we suffer it. Being defamed, we entreat. We are made of the, as the filth of the world and the offscouring of all things unto this day. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. This will happen. If you live godly in Christ Jesus, Peter said you shall suffer persecution. In all things, give thanks. It's a pretty tall order, isn't it? But it's required when we have the spirit of God indwelling in our hearts and we're singing psalms, songs and, uh, psalms hymns and spiritual songs, we'll be able to give thanks to the Lord in, even in these situations. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 4. There's three times that Paul lists things that were happening to him. <clears throat> and particularly in this one, Notice what he says at the end of it. In chapter 6, verse 4, we read, But in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labours, in watchings, that's staying up all night because you can't sleep because you're thinking about something, in, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armour of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honour and dishonour, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. Heap of seeming contradictions. But they're not, because this is in Christ. <laughs> but did you pick up there something at the end of the list of things that were going wrong in his life that we're talking about tonight? <clears throat> in all things, rejoicing. Always rejoicing. Verse 10, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Why can't we always rejoice? When we're sorrowful, as he said in this list. The other list, we won't turn to it, but 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-one to 29, <clears throat> where all the things seem to be going wrong and he is suffering a lot. How can we do this? What is it that motivates? What is it that drives us? What is it that gives us that psalm, hymn, or spiritual song? It's the Holy Spirit within knowing what's in the Word, where we're headed, the blessings of eternity, and even burning at the stake, saints have sung. Because they're about to step out into eternity to meet their maker. And he will say the first words I think they'll hear. Well done, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into what? The joy, eternal joy of the Lord. So we've got something to crow about. You know, <laughs> we say that. In, not in a light-hearted way, but we've got something to sing about, haven't we? And when we see and hear all that God has made that sings, let's let us sing. Let us learn to sing. We won't look at the, the other bit, but joyful acceptance of things that, when things go wrong and praise the Lord for that. <clears throat> so we've been talking about singing for three weeks and I haven't heard someone with a new song yet. <laughs> See, yeah, okay, write a poem because that can be put to song. That's what most of our songs are. 
<coughs> some people have that ability that can just make something rhyme so so easily. Um, not me. I have to use a thesaurus and <laughs> looking up the words all the time. And um, I never knew such a thing existed. My English teacher mustn't have taught me. But when I come to Lavington here, uh, Richard Hatfield was here. He said, Pastor, you need a thesaurus. I said, what's a thesaurus, a dinosaur or something? <laughs> he gave me this old paperback book and I still got it. And it's well marked up where you go in and find a word and find it, start with another word and then alliterate a, an outline. And <clears throat> but um, learning how to put something together. May God give someone a song that we can, we can sing and learn to sing. <clears throat>